The Adams Archive. Welcome to the Adams Archive. My name is Austin Adams, and thank you so much for listening today. We have several articles that we're going to discuss. The very first one being that Moscow, the Kremlin, and Vladimir Putin believe that the U.S. was behind the drone attack at an attempted assassination attempt on Vladimir Putin's life. We will discuss that. We will also discuss the U.S. Navy enlisting a drag queen as a digital ambassador to attract more recruits. Hmm. I can't believe I just said those words. Uh, the very next thing that we're going to discuss is going to be an article that came out. There was a situation that happened in New York on a subway train that several people, lots of lots of people are talking about this right now. Um, there was what seemingly was like a, a drugged out uh, homeless man who ended up getting put into a rear naked choke by some bystander, and that turned into him losing his life. So we'll discuss that and look at the details of that as well. Then what I want to talk about a bit today, too, is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I want to get into some of the recent quotes that he's had, some of the things that he's said and some of the claims that he's made about what he would do if and when he becomes president. So all of that and more today. But first, I need you to hit that subscribe button if you are new here. Leave a five-star review. Guys, I'm looking for some feedback on the very last episode. Did you like that format? What did you think about that conversation? Who should I interview next? That, to me, was very exciting. I believe that will be an every single week episode here on the Adams Archive where we will be interviewing different people from different time frames and even realms and fictional characters with some awesome questions. So let me know if you liked it. Leave a five-star review. Write something in the comments about it because I want to know I need some feedback, guys. I haven't heard much about it. So give me some feedback if you liked that episode. And the last thing is head over to antielite.club and you can get some awesome, awesome apparel, including a Pelosi Capital hat which says insider trading since 1970, whenever the hell Pelosi got into office. So there's that. There's our protect the children hoodie and more. All right. So without further ado, let's jump into it. The Adams Archive. All right. The very first article that we're going to discuss is coming from Reuters, and it says Russia believes the U.S. was behind the Kremlin drone attack in Kiev, what was believed to be an assassination attempt on Vladimir Putin's life. Now, I have my own thoughts about this. We'll get into this article in just a minute here. But if you saw the video on this, there was a video of this little flying object flying right over the Kremlin uh, and exploding right right on the flagpole. 
right? Right, right on the very position of the building that you would have known that this was the Kremlin. Okay, so I think it's an interesting idea here that this could have been a false flag. I absolutely think that this situation, I don't see any way, any how that a drone gets that close to that building with Vladimir Putin in it. Okay. I also don't see how, and, and what you see in this video is it flies towards this flagpole and then it just explodes in this tiny little explosion out of, you know, for nothing that you see in the air for any reason that it explodes, but it just randomly explodes right over the flag. Okay. So what some people are saying is they believe that it was a false flag attack. And I tend to agree with this, with the way that it all went down. I don't think that you're killing Vladimir Putin with a tiny little drone in their, you know, their their Capitol building or their White House type building. Okay, it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't think that that's how you're going about that if you're Ukraine. Okay, now on the other side of that, he is blaming the United States and Ukraine for this, right? And saying that, you know, and, and some people believe that he is doing this as a false flag in order to gain popular opinion um, that's coming up to their celebration day. I forget what the name of it is. Basically, when they lost or they won the war over Germany, uh, I believe it's what is it? Parade day or something like that. Um, but I believe that this that that's what happened. I believe this was a false flag. Now, if it's not, you know, I don't think it changes the outcome very much. I think we're going to see retaliation by Vladimir Putin and Russia as a result of this. I don't think that we'll see it against the United States, but could you imagine if they now start going after Zelensky specifically and targeting him, right? And we all know Russia could level Ukraine in just a matter of minutes, right? So it's so weird to me, right? We talk about how this war is going and, and how basically imagine getting in a fist fight with somebody but only flicking them. <laughs> that's that's what this war seems like to me, right? There's allegedly been 20,000 or so Russians who have died. Uh, that's the claim by the United States anyways. But it seems like we have the kitty gloves on, right? It seems like we, we, we in this specific war that we're seeing play out with Ukraine, like they're not actually trying to destroy each other. And there's a reason for that, right? Vladimir Putin is trying to absorb Ukraine as his own. So he doesn't want to just level the, the, his, his own property, according to him. And he also doesn't want to have the citizens of Ukraine have so much disdain for him because of the blood loss that they wouldn't have any allegiance to him if and when he takes over Ukraine. So we're seeing this weird little flicking war instead of punches being thrown they're flicking each other's ear <laughs> uh and in the way this war is going down is situations like this right so so i think it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out i don't know what the ramifications are this going to be uh, but but i do believe that this was a false flag i don't think the united states would go about assassinating president putin and if they really really wanted to do it this wouldn't be the way that they would go about it So let's go ahead and read this article. What the title of this article by Reuters says is Moscow says U.S. is behind Kremlin drone attack, air raid sirens sound in 
Kiev. It says Russia said on Thursday that the United States was behind an alleged drone attack on the Kremlin, aiming to kill Vladimir Putin and as air raid sirens sounded again in Kiev as darkness fell following attacks the previous night. Residents who made their way to air raid shelters told Reuters they saw drones in the air. Ukrainian President Zelensky speaking in a hog, in the, at, in the hog, whatever the hell that is, after visiting the International Court of Justice, said Putin must be brought to justice over the war and that Kiev would work to create a new tribunal for this purpose. Putin's spokesperson, like he's just going to create a tribunal. They're going to find him guilty, and then all of a sudden, he's going to be brought to justice. Like, what a vague thing to think. <laughs> uh, Putin's spokesperson, Dmitry Peskov, without providing evidence, said Ukraine had acted on U.S. orders with the alleged drone attack on the Kremlin Citadel in the early hours of Wednesday. White House National Security Spokesperson John Kirby said Peskov was just lying and that the United States neither encouraged nor enabled Ukraine to strike outside of its borders. So Vladimir Putin believes that the United States gave the order to Ukraine to have Vladimir Putin assassinated. So if that is true, like if that is true and the United States was providing the intelligence, which in this case, if it's not a false flag, is very likely. Ukraine itself and their vast intelligence network is probably not figuring out exactly where Vladimir Putin is. And we found out through the very last leak that the U.S. has boots on the ground in Ukraine. We found that out. We know that. Right. So what would stop them from providing intelligence to show Ukraine where to strike? Now, again, I think it would be silly to do it with a drone. And maybe it was just Ukraine's stupidity that thought they thought they would actually conduct it that way. But I don't see a place, I don't see a situation where this was done on U.S. orders. But if, you, if Vladimir Putin even just thinks that, then that's very dangerous for the United States. That could turn into, or at least give justification to, if it's not what he wanted to begin with, but could still just give justification for Putin to strike Ukraine heavier, go after Zelensky, or even potentially attack the United States. If somebody tried to kill you, Right. What 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 type of. You know, response is warranted, especially if you believe there was a certain individual who did it. Why wouldn't you go after that person in a political situation? Right. So Kiev has also denied the involvement in the incident, it says, which followed a string of blasts over the past weekend targeting freight trains and oil depots in Western Russia and Russian controlled Crimea. Moscow blamed Ukraine for those as well. It says attempts to disown this attack, both in Kiev and in Washington, are, of course, absolutely ridiculous. We know very well that decisions about such actions, about such terrorist attacks, are made not in Kiev, but in Washington, Peskov told reporters. Peskov said an urgent investigation is underway and that any response would be carefully considered and balanced. Russia's foreign ministry said that the alleged drone attack must not go unanswered and showed Kiev had no desire to end the 15-month-old war at the negotiating table. Russia has increasingly accused the United States of being direct participant in the war, intent on inflicting a strategic defeat on Moscow. Yeah, of course. We, we, I don't think there's anybody who would disagree with that at this point. It says Washington denies this and said that it's arming Kiev to defend itself and retake illegally seized land. So this article goes on. And on. But that seems to be the gist of it. Right. The White House responded, John Kirby, I believe, the 
Secretary of Defense, responded and made a statement surrounding this saying, we we don't even know if we're going to investigate this. I don't think we'll ever know who tried to assassinate Vladimir Putin. He said that they're, they're likely not to do an investigation. He said it definitely wasn't us, which of course, and maybe it wasn't, and maybe it was a false flag. So I still stick to that. I still believe that this was potentially a false flag. If it was the US and if it was Ukraine that tried this, then this was a very stupid way to go about trying to kill Vladimir Putin. <laughs> There's probably much better situations or much, much better types of attacks that you could do instead of some over a flagpole. It just seems so specific to me that this blew up right in the position, like I said, right in the position where you would have known that it was this building. Seems kind of weird. All right. So let's move on. The next article says that the U.S. Navy enlists a drag queen for digital ambassador role to attract more recruits. If there was going to be, to be fair, if there was going to be one branch of the military where a drag queen would likely bring on new recruits, it might be the Navy. <laughs> uh, but if we found out anything from the Bud Light campaign, I don't think this is the way. I don't think this is going to work to bring in more military recruits unless they think that, you know, I've, I knew some dudes when I was in the military that would have definitely tried anything that, you know, moved at some of the strip clubs that they went to uh, uh, by base. But beside the point, I don't know. Let's read this article. I have no context on this. So <laughs> I just saw this. Uh, it says the, the Department of Defense wonders why uh, it says that the Navy has recruited a squadron administrator and drag queen using the name Harpy Daniels to be their new digital ambassador. The post is designed to inspire more civilians to join the Navy. Is that who we really want defending our nation is people who are inspired by men wearing women's clothes, wigs, and doing sexual dances? Is that who we really want picking up arms and defending our children? I don't think it is. I don't think so. Not Maybe maybe I'm, I'm the only one, but I doubt it. Uh, so... This is from Libs of TikTok, hired this non-binary drag queen as a digital ambassador to try to recruit people. Let's see this video. So it's a, a reel. I don't think there's any. Uh... Let's see if I get any volume here. Nope, no volume on this. So it seems like there should be, though. It says the U.S. Navy hired this non-binary drag queen as a digital ambassador. Uh and then it's a video of this man who pulls up a jean jacket and turns into a woman. Ugly both times, by the way. <laughs> Was not much of an improvement, just a lot of eye makeup. Says this Navy sailor is also a drag queen. And then there's a video of him wearing a large wig, blowing kisses, smiling like anybody cares about him. Says 24-year-old Joshua Kelly. Performs under the alter ego of Harpy Daniels. wonder why I'm not getting volume on this. While serving as his squadron's administrative supervisor, Kelly shows in a big, ridiculous, child cheerleader-type bow in the middle of his silly head. It says, Kelly's shows are a part of lip-sync competitions. And 
that are designed to boost morale. Kelly hopes to inspire people all over the world to appropriate women's culture too and show that you can serve your country and still have a mental disorder. Wow. Um, it doesn't say have a mental disorder. It said be yourself, but yourself is not that, okay? So how ridiculous. How ridiculous. And we, we knew it was going to get to this point, right? And you have to understand, like, what, what better way, what better way to attack a country than and, and, and belittle its military capabilities. And you even have to think, like think of your grandparents, think of your parents, and then and then think of gener Gen Z, right? Think of those little kids who are doing TikTok dances and and you know all of the things that you think of when Gen Z comes up into your mind. Think of those are the people and the only people who get to defend our country. Now, think of the they, you, you, you make 30% of the people defending our country as non-binary, as, uh, you know, some sort of LGBTQ plus part of the... It's like, okay, men with inherently feminine characteristics are not the person, not the people that you want defending you. Like, if, if I'm outside of a bar and about to get in a fist fight with a bunch of other guys... Which may or may not has happened in my life several times. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm not immediately pointing to the drag queen or the the trans man who thinks he's a woman or the you know flamboyantly gay person outside of the gay bar and immediately asking them to jump in and defend me. Like there's there's probably a few other people I'm going to point in the direction of in that situation. Uh, it says that the, uh, the attempted wokeification of the U.S. Armed Services is a growing trend with military brass defending the teachings of critical race theory among officers and new, numerous recruitment ads depicting far left concepts. Uh, here is a training video from the Navy featuring two engineers from the Naval Undersea Warfare Center explaining the use of pronouns, gender neutral language, and how to be a good ally to LGBT community. My name is Johnny and I use he, him pronouns. Hi, and I'm Kanchi and I use she, her pronouns. And we're here to talk about pronouns. What is a pronoun? A pronoun is how we identify ourselves apart from our name and it's also how people refer to us in conversations. Using the right pronouns is a really simple way to affirm someone's identity. It is a signal of acceptance and respect. If it's a signal of acceptance and respect, how do we go about creating a safe space for everybody that's a good question. A really good way to do that is to use inclusive language. Instead of saying something like, hey, guys, you can say How about this? If you're looking for a safe environment, maybe don't join the U.S. military, especially if the safe environment to you involves people using the right pronouns for you. How is this what our military has been degraded to? I'm so glad that I got out when I did. How in the world... Did our military, this guy's wearing a, a flag on his chest, basically, along with the, the woman next to her. How in the world is this the fighting force? The single greatest world power ever in the history of man is recruiting. Imagine the Spartans. Imagine Sparta. And they're using the recruitment of a man dressed as a woman to recruit for the famous Spartans. Is that the picture that you have in your mind when you picture the greatest fighting force of all time is the Spartans recruiting transgender people and drag queens who dress up, put on fake boobs, 
put lipstick on their lips. Like, I don't think that's what was happening in Sparta. And I don't think that's what should be happening today in the United States when we're considered the world superpower and the greatest military of all time. But they want to sit here and, and create safe spaces for pronouns. Hey, hey everyone, or hey team. Yeah, and now that you say that, another way that we could show that we're allies and that we accept everybody is to maybe include our pronouns in our emails or, like we just did, introduce ourselves using our pronouns. But what would I do if I uh, misgender someone? I think the first thing to recognize is that it's not the end of the world. You correct yourself and move on, or you accept the correction and move on. The most important thing I can tell you is do not put the burden of making you feel good about your mistake on the person that you just misgendered. Oh, thank you for telling me that. Yeah, and another oh, tip, thank you for uh, telling me. For you to remember their uh, pronoun next time, it's in your mind. Kind of go through a progression of three good things about the person using their pronoun. So let's say the person chooses to use they, day. then you will in your mind go, they have a nice shirt, they have a nice smile, they are really smart. So that kind of sticks in your brain. That is so helpful. Um, oh my gosh, thank I you. I want to know, <laughs> what would I do if I want to know someone's gender identity or pronouns? The most important Maybe thing look at them and see, is that a man or is that a woman? Oh, and let's not forget the army's social justice advertising from what was it i think last year or the year before there was this video which was a recruitment ad it begins in california with a little girl raised by two moms although i had a fairly typical childhood took ballet, played violin. I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age. When I was six years old, one of my moms had an accident that left her paralyzed. Doctors said she might never walk again, but she tapped into my family's pride to get back on her feet, eventually standing at the altar to marry my other mom. With such powerful role models, I finished high school at the top of my class and then attended UC Davis, where I joined a sorority full of other strong women. But as graduation approached, I began feeling like I'd been handed so much in life, a sorority girl stereotype. Sure, I'd spent my life around inspiring women, but what had I really achieved on my own? One of my sorority sisters was studying abroad in Italy. Another was climbing Mount Everest. I needed my own adventures, my own challenge. And after meeting with an army recruiter, I found it. A way to prove my inner strength and maybe shatter some stereotypes along the way. I'm US Army Corporal Emma Malone Lord, and I answered my calling. And my mom's a lesbian. Like, who cares? Just go serve in the military. It doesn't need to be this big outreach campaign. Like, literally, you know, one question I never asked anybody in boot camp is, were your parents gay? That was probably the last thing on my mind, sitting in San Antonio in a tent <laughs> during Beast Week. Uh, 
so let's watch this last one, which is humans of the CIA. And then we'll move on. Articulated so beautifully how I felt as a daughter of immigrants then and now. Nothing about me was or is tragic. I am perfectly made. I can wax eloquent on complex legal issues in English while also belting Guayaquil de mis amores in Spanish. I can change a diaper with one hand and console a crying toddler with the other. I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender. Okay. Wow, that just took a turn right as I paused it. So we'll have to go back. But I call bullshit, first of all. There's no way that you're changing a diaper with one hand. Unless your child is a freaking newborn. <laughs> I promise you. There's no way you're changing a diaper of a child with one hand while also holding a toddler. I, I call bullshit. But let's hear about this woman's sexuality first before we figure out how, if she's qualified for the CIA. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, but my <laughs> existence is not a box checking exercise. I am a walking declaration, a woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting that a question has been asked. I did not sneak into CIA. My employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. I earned my way in, and I earned my way up the ranks of this organization. I am educated, qualified, and competent, and sometimes I struggle. I struggle feeling like I could do more, be more to my two sons, and I struggle leaving the office when I feel there's so much more to do. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 30... And if you too are a cisgendered Hispanic individual who is intersectional with generalized anxiety disorder, you too can join the CIA. Crickets. Hey, I bet you didn't know we had that function over here. <laughs> All right, so there are some woke advertisements. The Navy claims that the DIA, or DEI, Diversity, Equity, Inclusion Initiatives, are not hurting recruitment. Yet interest in military service continues to plummet in the wake of the woke shift. The repellent nature of leftist branding efforts in the military should be obvious. In the past, the majority of these vol those volunteering for military service have always been conservative or independent, with only 29% of current serving identifying as Democrats. Leftists have long been widely opposed to military participation in general. Even though, ironically, the Democrats are now becoming the prominent party of war when it comes to Russia and Ukraine situation. It says they want America going to war. They just don't want to be forced to go and fight those wars themselves. All right. Another factor of this mindset is the average left. Leftist, it is a philosophy that lends itself to weakness, entitlement, and often mental illness, this article says. <gasps> How dare you? Uh, making training goals difficult or impossible. Over 42% of Gen Z have been diagnosed with at least one mental health condition. Wow, that's a pretty crazy statistic. And that statistic comes from psychology, psychiatrist.com. Hmm. 42% of Gen Z is diagnosed with a mental health condition. Wow, that's a wild statistic. All right. <clears throat> um. Many businesses are now more likely to reject applications from job seekers that use pref preferred pronouns in their resumes. These people are far more trouble than they are worth. Yeah. So that's the Navy trying to recruit people with a drag queen. 
and the history of wokeness in our military and secret uh, or, or, you know, shadow organizations like the CIA. Uh, how's that going for you guys? Because last I heard there was a crazy recruitment situation where they basically dropped all physical requirements, like basically the entirety of the PT situation. I, I forget what it was. I believe I talked about it here, but it was like the BMI went away that you had to qualify under the the training, uh, the, the PT uh, distinctions, like the type of uh, PT training you had to do went away. The um, it, It's wild. So no surprises. I mean, I guess I'm a little surprised by this, but I guess I shouldn't be. Uh, so let's move on. Now, I did see this article, which was a little alarming when I first read it, but um, but I'll, you'll, you'll hear it explained in just a second. Um, Putin sets fire to a compound outside of Kiev full of women and children, burning them all alive. Oh, wait, just kidding. That was the FBI and the ATF. And that's what they did to the citizens in Waco, Texas. All right, I think we came up on the uh, anniversary of that just a few weeks ago. And it's it's such a tragic story. It's so crazy. It's one of the wildest stories in American history that that's actually what happened in this standoff in Waco. The ATF and the FBI lit fire to a building killing women and children. Yet, if we heard of that about Vladimir Putin, there would be calls for war across the board. Not war like we have it now, but troops on the ground from the United States with American flag patches on their shoulders that would be infiltrating and, and, and killing Russians. That's what would be happening if this happened there. But, you know, the, the, the uh, we don't think the American washing of propaganda has turned the Waco, Texas situation into a more of a documentary that people find interesting than an actual reality that they would believe is possible in today's world, which that was not that far ago. Uh, so anyways, I just thought that comparison was interesting. Um, and, and if that actually happened, what the actual response would be from American citizens, including myself, if we heard about that, there would be a serious, serious discussion surrounding whether or not somebody capable of doing something so horrific should be allowed to maintain this petty little war that they're having without serious consequences. But that wasn't Vladimir Putin. That was the FBI. That was Americans, as there's an American flag flying above the burning building that I'm looking at on this. Now, there was some responses to this on Reddit. It says, there are no winners in that entire situation. I feel terrible for the innocent lives lost. They didn't deserve any of that. Somebody responded to that and said, I mean, the ATF could have been just apprehended Darish when he went for one of the routine jogs. Instead, the ATF decided to slaughter women and children. Uh, let's see. Bislane school siege is what somebody else commented. Uh, an event where Russians killed more, went away, um, more people than were held hostage. What does that mean? Hmm. Interesting. Um, this says that if you want to learn more, you highly recommend the documentary Waco, The Rules of Engagement from 1997. The most horrifying part is that when they cut back and forth, showing that the ATF claimed to be doing with the reality of what were actually happening. Hmm. So like what they were actually telling people on the outside compared to what they were actually doing. 
Uh, so that was the Bislane school siege, an event where Russians killed more hostages than the terrorists. Says the B. Somthonovsky hospital raid, Moscow theater hostage crisis, Bislane school siege. If the Russian armed forces show up to a hostage crisis, you're in safer hands with the terrorists. I think I do remember hearing about that. Um, but anyway, somebody was recommending the documentary Waco, The Rules of Engagement for 1997. It's available on YouTube as well. Uh, the, it says they cut back and forth showing what the ATF claimed to be doing with the reality of um, with the reality of what they were actually doing. That said, the Putin headline has a really weird reach. Uh, Waco was horrifying enough without reading the attack or without needing to attach some odd anti-Ukraine propaganda. Well, it just puts it in perspective. Uh, it says that didn't Putin gas a movie theater full of hostages or something? That's what they talked about before. Uh, but it was a traditional theater meant for plays. Uh, it says in all 131 people officially died out of 850 to 900 hostages with the majority of the hostages fatalities occurring after exposure to the gas mixture the Russian government pumped into the theater, compromising a mixture of carfentanil and remifentanil a fentanyl derivative. However, some estimates place the number of hostages killed far closer to 200 to 300. Wow, that's horrible. All right. Moving on. But first, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, leave a five-star review, head over to the antielite.club website, check out the gear, promote, and help your boy out. Uh, get some some of the stuff the uh, stuff that I actually designed myself. So let me know if you like it. Um, one of the ones that I kind of like about it was the uh, Make Love Not Viruses. It's a tie-dye sweater uh, with the Anti-Elite Club logo monogram on the back. Um, but here's the deal, and here's what the Anti-Elite Club is about. Um, to me, it's it's all subtle, subtle designs that, that are made so that you know, what, what, what I see today in like the modern conservative, uh, libertarian, anything left of center is like people generally suck at designing stuff. Um, for some reason, there's very little creativity that's on that side of the spectrum. <laughs> it's always like, uh, come get my guns, bitch, on the back of the car, truck with a sticker. Um, what I wanted to do was make something that I would be proud to wear, that I would wear out in public without drawing a ton of attention to myself, but also having a meaningful statement to it. So we have the Protect the Children hoodie um, with the Anti-Elite Club logo right on the top back under the neck. Um, we have the Make Love Not Viruses sweater in a pretty sweet looking tie-dye. Um, we have the Pelosi Capital hat. And then we have the George Soros Actor or Crisis Actors Guild mug. So go check it out. Let me know your thoughts. Support your boy. Uh, buy some shit. And I would appreciate it. Head over to the Substack, austinadams.substack.com. Subscribe. We will be moving towards using that more in the future. Um, if you're on there right now and you're wondering where the hell is the uh, emails? I know. I hear you. Got a lot of shit going on in life, guys. Working on it. So um, thank you for bearing with me. All right. Let's move on. The next situation is a horrific event that happened in the New York subway. Uh, let's read the article so we get some background, and I'll give you my thoughts on this. I, I have a fair amount of opinions on this, and, and I have worn an opinion. I've trained martial arts for 11 years now. Since 2012, I trained jiu-jitsu uh, starting, and, I, and you know, at some point I'll tell you that story. It was kind of a cool, one of the coolest stories of my life is how I actually got into jiu-jitsu. Um, but uh, that's kind of, you know, I don't know if we'll stay on track with that. So um, basically... Uh, what happened on this New York subway is that uh, subway riders walk 
at the Broadway, uh, that's the picture, um, the death of a man who was placed in a chokehold. He was put in a rear naked choke by a fellow passenger on a New York City subway train earlier this week has been ruled a homicide by the city's medical examiner as calls for the arrest and the incident have intensified. The deceased man, identified as 30-year-old Jordan Neely, died on Monday from a compression of the neck while riding on the F train in Manhattan. A spokesperson for the medical examiner said on Thursday, noting that homicide is not a ruling on intent or culpability, Neely, according to media reports, was homeless. It says a video of the incident that has circulated on social media shows an unidentified passenger applying a chokehold. It was a rear naked choke to a man identified as Neely on the floor of a subway for more than three minutes. Whew. Uh, two other men are seen in the video restraining Neely's arms before he went limp. Writers cannot verify the authenticity of the video. It's real. I you I can tell you. You don't want to. It's it's really not that horrific to see, but it's like it's pretty disgusting to watch this guy hold on to this runic choke for as long as he did. Um, Neely was known to impersonate Michael Jackson, dressing and dancing like legendary music artists on New York busy trains and stations. The altercation occurred after he boarded the train and began saying he was hungry and ready to die. The 24-year-old former Marine who placed Neely in the chokehold was questioned by police and released on Monday, local media reported. Authorities have not released his name. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office said they'll be investigating the incident by reviewing the medical examiner's report, viewing video and photo footage of the altercation, and conducting interviews with witnesses. It also said it was examining Neely's medical records. The incident has led to calls for the man who put Neely into the chokehold to be arrested and for the city to do more for the homeless and those who are struggling with mental illness. Some have also claimed that race... Neely is black, and the man who choked him was white, had plays a, uh, plays a card in the city's handling of the case. Democratic U.S. Representatives AOC, whose district includes neighborhoods in the New York City boroughs of the Bronx and the Queens, said Neely was murdered. Jordan was ho- houseless and crying for food in a time when the city is raising rents and stripping services. The murderer gets protected with passive headlines and no charges. <clears throat> New York City Mayor Eric Adams cited mental health issues as having a role in the incident, but he said he would refrain compounding further while the investigation is underway. We do not know there were serious mental health issues at play here. Or we do know, it says. Um, Noting that the administration has worked to care for homeless individuals and getting them off the streets of the subways. So I don't know what happened prior to this. There hasn't been a ton of information that I've seen personally about what happened prior to this. What I see when I watch this video is a guy seemingly who had very little training. You could tell by the way that he was doing this rear naked choke. He didn't have his hooks in. There, there was, he wasn't restraining the, the guy properly. There, there's no reason that you should have to have two people hold somebody's arms while you choke them, them unconscious, if you know what you're doing. So I personally believe this is murder, right? And maybe that's unpopular on this side of things and, and, and to be on the, you know, not a, a part of team AOC, but I agree with AOC. I agree with her. This may be the only time you ever hear that in my life. I believe this man was murdered. I do not think that there is any situation at all where you hold a rear naked choke for three full minutes. If that's how long it was. The video showed maybe 45 seconds or 30 seconds. I think what happened was atrocious. I think that if you are actually somebody who should be applying a, a rear naked choke, you should be able to constrain and restrain somebody properly, especially some crackhead on a, a train without having to hold a, uh, a rear naked choke for three straight minutes. <clears throat> I would never do that to somebody. Even if, my, unless my life was in danger and you have a knife and you are actively trying to murder me, then yeah, maybe I'll hold it a little bit longer than if we were training in the gym. But if you if you are somebody who has engaged in combat, in, in combat sports, in jujitsu, in, in MMA, or you're a Marine who had a little bit of training, 
enough to be able to restrain. You should have enough training if you're going to use that to restrain somebody without utilizing it that way. You know when you choke somebody unconscious. And when you choke somebody unconscious, you have about 30 seconds or so, maybe a little bit longer, maybe a little bit less, depending on the person. But generally, if you hold it and you keep holding it, that person's going to die. You are restricting what what they said there was like wrong. It said something about um, his, what did it say? Um, There was no charges. I agree. Crazy. Um, What did it say? Something about restricting his airflow. Two men in the video restraining Neely's arms before he went limp. Uh, the deceased man identified as 30. A spokesperson said the medical examiner, noting that homicide was not ruining the intent. Um, he was homeless. Where did it go? What did they say? I don't know. What happens in a rear naked choke? What happens in any proper choke? There's not too many air chokes that you do to somebody where they stop them from breathing. What it does is there's two uh, main arteries that run through your neck. And you're stopping the blood flow from running through those main arteries. You stop these, so this blood flow, your brain shuts off, you go to sleep. If you continue to stop the blood flow for minutes at a time, that sleep turns into a permanent sleep, right? You kill somebody by holding a, a rear naked choke that long. Um, so this guy had no business holding that choke for as long as he did, unless the guy had a knife in his hand. If he had a knife in his hand, then I'm wrong, right? If he had a gun in his, in his waistline, then maybe I'm wrong. If he was actively trying to stab somebody, yeah, sure. Make sure that he doesn't wake up. But unless your life or somebody else's life was in imminent danger, you you do not hold a rear naked choke for three straight minutes in any situation. And when you feel somebody's body go limp, you let go. It's over. It's done. They might wake up in 10 to 15 seconds. And then by that point, you should have a better way of restraining them. But there's no situation where these two guys should have been holding his arms. I mean, it's it's a pretty horrific situation, understanding what's going on here. Um, two guys holding somebody else's arms while another guy chokes him to death is like not not something that you wanna you wanna watch or be a part of. It's it's pretty crazy. I think this guy should go to jail. I think this guy should actively be tried for murder. We should find out more about what was happening here. It doesn't seem like there was any evidence here that somebody's life was in imminent danger. All we heard about was this guy's homeless. So yeah, I think they're going soft on this guy. Um, I don't know if that's due to his race. I don't know if that's due to the, but with the video, it it just doesn't make any sense to me why this guy continues to choke him. Um, So I, I think unless there's something I'm missing here, this is horrific and it's murder. That's it. Um, don't apply that if, if you don't have the ability to, to know when to let go. And also, if you if you are capable of applying that to a random citizen who's not fighting, who's not actively capable of fighting back properly, you should be able to restrain them without choking them to death. That That's just my two cents. All right. Now, last but not least, let's talk about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. So there's been a few different headlines. Now, I haven't looked into a ton about um, Robert Kennedy Jr.'s uh, like his policy stuff when it comes to be running as a Democrat. He is running as a Democrat on the Democratic ticket. But from what I've seen on several websites that have been pulling this, there's a good portion of people who are, who are, you know, right of center, who are very seriously considering voting for Robert Kennedy Jr. He is the Democrat, like the, 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 Anybody and everybody who's been questioning the system, who's had the the institutions crumble around them and their view, perspective of them, of their authority figures that are around us, like 
anybody and everybody who's had that same feeling that everybody that's probably listening to this has had, like the 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 idea of institutions having our best interest in mind, should definitely, in my opinion, consider looking into the policies of Robert Kennedy Jr. Um, he wrote the book The Real Anthony Fauci, which I haven't personally read it, but according to the people that I know that have read it, it absolutely breaks down brilliantly the reason that Anthony Fauci should be charged for crimes against humanity, like citations after citations after citations. Um, unfortunately, Robert F. Kennedy has this voice issue, which he got, you know, everything that you read about him says anti-vaxxer Robert F. Kennedy, anti-vaxxer Robert F. Kennedy. But the reason he's anti-vax is because he got a vaccine and it destroyed his speaking ability. It should say vaccine victim, not anti-vaxxer, right? So vaccine victim, Robert F. Kennedy running for the Democratic Party has made several headlines recently um, about his, what, what he said that he would do if he is elected. One of them being that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said that he will pardon Julian Assange and Edward Snowden if he was elected president. Now, that's some shit that I can get behind because when Trump left office and he did not pardon either of those men, it raised several questions in my mind, right? There's several things about Trump. Now, I voted for Trump both times. So I'm not a Trump hater. I all the way get the, get the fundamentals of why people voted for Trump, right? I get it hundred percent, but I have questions, guys. One of those questions being, why did Donald Trump push operation warp speed? Why does he still gloat to this day about the vaccine? Why were businesses being shut down right around the time that he was leaving office? right? The lockdowns. He didn't speak out completely about those. He still gloats to this day about the vaccine coming out during his presidency and that he was the reason that the vaccine came out. Um, now, that's another separate conversation about all the things that we're seeing with the vaccine coming out right now about, uh, you know, and all of the people that are literally dying all around me. Like, it's crazy how many people that I know who are extremely healthy that are dealing with serious, serious adverse side effects, heart conditions, cardiology, like serious conditions where they're having to get heart surgeries. And there's no whisper of it. Why in the world? Okay, I, I won't run through that tangent because let's talk about Ron, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Um, but we'll jump into that a different day. All right. But he says that he would pardon Assange and Snowden if he's elected president, which I get behind 100%. That is a man who is willing to expose the truth. Now, is he a man who's capable of getting elected is a different story, especially after you understand what happened to Bernie Sanders by the DNC, where he was should have been the front runner, but there was emails leaked literally showing that they do not allow the person with the most votes to be elected in the primaries. They just pick them out of exactly who they want to run, as we saw in those emails, the Clinton emails. Uh, anyways, let's see what uh, some of the conversation says. It says, sadly, I firmly believe that if Snowden gets a pardon and returns to the U.S., the three letter agencies will have him assassinated. Probably very true. Uh, news. Sadly, we found out that today, yeah, <laughs> that we found out that Snowden cut his own head off with a box cutter. Tragic stuff. Anyways, <laughs> next up, math is racist. Uh, says he should avoid convertible rides in Dallas between now and then. And yeah, there's some quotes about that, but yeah, zero, there's probably a very little chance of him getting elected just based on the powers that be 
even if you if you if you believe in that kind of thing, you know, free and fair elections. Uh, but yeah, I, I see a very little chance where they allow that to happen. But I, I would seriously consider looking into his policies, and personally, I, I would consider looking into voting for him, depending on what how, how democratic his policies are. Um, the next one that we'll look at by him says Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Oh, we're missing one here, guys. Let's see. We got one more for you. And it is uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. says that mega billionaires are using climate change to usher in totalitarian controls on our society, right? So what he's talking about there is the carbon footprint. What he's talking about there is a social credit score based on how much meat you ate that week. What he's talking about there is 15-minute cities. So Robert F. Kennedy Jr. says mega billionaires are using climate change to usher in totalitarian controls in our society. So this comes from the Daily Caller. It says Democratic presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said Friday that mega billionaires like Bill Gates are using climate change to implement totalitarian controls on society. Climate issues and pollution issues are being exploited by, you know, the World Economic Forum and Bill Gates and all these big, you know, mega billionaires the same way that COVID was exploited, to use it as an excuse to clamp down totalitarian controls on society, said Kennedy during a talk show hosted by Kim Iverson. Kim Iverson being the woman who I talked about last week um, who about from the Hill, who was removed because she had something to say about vaccines, I believe. Um, but I actually liked Kim Iverson a lot. So um, here's the clip. Um, where do you stand on climate policies that are being enacted right now? I, there is a difference between environmentalism and climate change. Where do you stand on all of that? And what types of policies do you support? The, the, the or climate, the climate, the climate, climate issues and pollution issues are being exploited by you know the the World Economic Forum and Bill Gates and all of these uh, big you know mega billionaires the same way that COVID was exploited, uh, to use it as an excuse to clamp down top-down totalitarian controls on society and to um, and then to give us engineering solutions. And if you look closely, as it turns out, the guys who are promoting those engineering solutions are the people who, who own the IPs, the patents for those solutions. Oh, it's a way, you know, it's, it's being used, they've given climate chaos a bad name you know because people now see that it's just another crisis that's being used to strip mine the wealth of the poor and to you know to enrich billionaires and uh you know i i for 40 years have had the same policy on climate and engineering you can go check my speeches from the 1980s and i've said the most important solution for environmental issues not top-down controls is free market capitalism so there you go maybe just maybe give it a shot look into his policies that's all i'm saying uh but that is what i have for you guys today thank you so much for listening i appreciate it from the bottom of my heart i hope you have a wonderful day i love you good night Thank <laughs> you.